Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. Christmas is coming, and we've been looking at signs of true conversion. Some of you... I really thought you were going to say Christmas is coming, the goose is getting fat. But <laughs> Is that a song? <laughs> <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> Josh is too young to know that. Uh, I am. Okay. I am okay. too young. Okay. Although every year it is a um, tradition at my house to watch uh, It's a Wonderful Life. And I know that that's not a good gospel presentation, uh, <laughs> but I cry every time I watch that movie. I love that oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, all right. Oh, now I'm totally messed up. Okay. So we've been looking at signs of true conversion. You were tempted to say something, weren't you? I, I was just going to say it would have been worse <laughs> if I would have sung it. <laughs> Yeah, then I've been like, what are you saying? So some of you are uh, really desiring to have gospel-centered conversations at Christmas, but you don't know where to start. Um, perhaps you have family members who think that they're saved and, and they're not. And, of course, we're not offering you, like Russ said on the program yesterday, we're not offering you signs to, to beat up anybody. We're just trying to help you fill out your theology of what true conversion is and what true conversion is not. And so the question we've been asking is, is are there genuine signs of conversion? And the answer is yes, there are. Jesus said that when the Holy Spirit of God causes a person to be born again, it acts, the Holy Spirit acts like the wind, meaning you hear and see and feel the effects of the wind. So it is, Jesus said, with everyone who is born of the Spirit. There are real effects. There are real signs of being born again. So yesterday we looked at sign number one. Uh, which is one who is converted is conscious of the work of the Spirit of God upon them. You can see that from John fourteen seventeen, And today we're looking at sign number two, which is one who is converted has undergone true repentance. One who is converted has undergone <coughs> true repentance. So brothers, hmm. what does this mean? What does this not mean? Um, the work of the Spirit does not lead to despair. Um, the, the work of the Spirit in, in convicting us of sin and that, that we're, we've been in rebellion against God d- does not just lead us into a dead end of then there's nothing I can do. No. Um, I, just, just this morning uh, in my uh, personal, in my own quiet time, I was looking at the third chapter of Luke where uh, John the Baptist comes to prepare the way for Jesus and prepare the way for his public ministry. And he, um, in his own uh, very powerful way, you know, you, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? And the people come under conviction, but not despair. And they ask the, the crucial question of conversion. When, when they come under conviction of John's preaching, they say, what must we do? That's the Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit doesn't lead me to despair. The Holy Spirit leads me to what What must I do? And uh, there's a... Uh, uh, Josh put us on to Second uh, Corinthians 7.10. Uh, Godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief leads to death. Uh, the, the first sign of genuine... <coughs> Repentance is turning to Christ in hope, and I—it's not just turning to Christ; it's turning away from yeah our right. sin, mm-hmm. and that I think that's a, a, a difficult concept. Um, and I think I've seen it most clearly when I'm, I've been trying to train up my children that they do something wrong, they sin, and they feel bad. But most of it's because of the consequences. They don't like the fact that they were caught. They feel shame because of it. Right. They might have embarrassment. They, they don't like maybe the, the, the negative things that are resulting from their, their sinful activity. Right. But that's, none of that is repentance. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, repentance means that we actually hate the sin itself. Mm-hmm. That the that we actually are grieved by what we did, not what has happened as a result of what we've done, and I, I think that's just an important concept to to understand. It's not just kids that feel that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, Con- conversion's the reminder that we're saved to something yes. as well as from something. That's right. We're saved from our sin. We're saved from the wrath of God. But we're also we're saved to Him. We're saved mm-hmm. to union with Christ and fellowship with Him and and a and a changed life. When we think about you know, oftentimes we don't really focus in on what regeneration did, what the new birth did. Re- the new birth that is ours by the Holy Spirit um, implants a certain new life within us. It, it gives us a, those gifts of repentance and faith. And then our conversion is a response uh, to those things. It's the exercise of this new nature. It's you know ceasing, going away from the, the old forms of life, starting this new life in Christ and this is the first actions, you might say, of the regenerate soul. It's the continuing actions of the regenerate new birth uh, in us, the new life that lives within us. And so um, whereas um, this turning will uh, precede uh, our 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 um, regeneration, this t- we turn from from idols to serve the living God, um, it it produces a conversion in us it uh, you know there's a cause and effect relationship between the two of the regeneration is the cause conversion is the effect mm-hmm. I, I think um, there's a, a way to look at Christianity in a depersonalized way versus a personalized way and a, and a depersonalized view of repentance would be that I have broken some law some rule <clears throat> Um, and that I need to turn away from breaking that law or that rule and walk in doing right laws and right rules. Mm-hmm. And if we leave it there, we fall short of, of what true repentance is. Personalized Christianity is simply this. I've, I've offended a person, 
And that person is the God of heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ. So this, this phrase in 2 Corinthians 7 where it talks about godly grief, that's, the, that's, that's pretty much the difference between worldly grief and godly grief is godly grief is realizing that you, are, you personally are wicked and evil to the core and you have not done that in an abstract way or a detached way, but you've sinned against God. Mm-hmm. A, a personal God who created you to love him and and uh, to worship him and live in relationship with him and and the main problem with your particular sin is that you're you're living for yourself the God who is on the throne is yourself and that's what we're repenting of mm-hmm. yeah and and as has been said to repent is, is to is to turn to the living God through through <coughs> through Jesus Christ and to know him. The, the miracle of the gospel is that God wants to know his children. Uh, God wants to live in intimate relationship with his children and that his children will grow in Christ-likeness. And so it's not just turning away from bad and doing good. It's not just uh, turning away from being secular to being religious. Uh, it, it's, it's turning away, um, and as Russ was saying, to to reject my my sin and and to know its evil consequences in my life but to turn toward the the living god and turn toward a a living relationship with him and just to to circle back just briefly it's not just saying i'm sorry yeah sorry without a change in behavior is truly empty Mm mm-hmm there, there isn't sorrow there. There isn't remorse. There's not repentance. Um, and I think we've all been on the receiving end of trite apologies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that we, we felt like, well, what difference did that make? You're not, you don't, A, you aren't really sorry, and B, you're not going to change your behavior. Mm-hmm. And, and at that point, you want to say, don't bother with the apology yeah. if it's not sincere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, and I think that there's often a misunderstanding of God's grace that it doesn't call me to change my behavior. <clears throat> mm-hmm. that, that, is a, that is a misunderstanding and a misapprehension of the grace of God and the way it works in human, in human life. Right. And, and when, 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 I, when I do change behavior and I look back on changed behavior, all the glory for that goes to God and his grace. It's his doing, not mine. But it required my effort and my cooperation, uh, all, of it, all of it based on and empowered by his grace. It would do us well to go back and reread um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, yeah. The Cost of Discipleship, Amen. and, and re-familiarize ourselves with his concept of, of cheap grace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's still a relevant message for the church of today. Yep. Right. Uh, Steve Lawson actually has something about. He, he gives the. He says the most stark example of a false conversion that we have in Scripture is that of Judas Iscariot. Mm. In a counterfeit conversion, there's no death to self, no submission to the lordship of Christ, no taking up of the cross, no obedience in following Him, no fruit of repentance, only empty words, shallow feelings, and barren religious activities. On the contrary, with true conversion, sin is abhorred, the world renounced, pride crushed, self-surrendered, faith exercised, Christ is seen as precious, and the cross embraced as the one's only saving hope. Mm. 
That's a great quote by Lawson. Maybe I could maybe I could uh, summarize it in one sentence. And this this is bold. So if, if I'm offending you, I think he just said. My colleagues have talked for ten minutes, and I can say everything that they said in one. Maybe sentence. secretly I'm Thank saying you. that, but Thank not you. not outwardly. So if you if you have not discovered that you have an evil heart, then you still have it. Mm-hmm. If you have not discovered the depravity and and evil that is cap- that you're not only capable of, but that you've actually perpetrated, then yeah. you then you still Jeremiah have it. Jeremiah seventeen nine. Yeah. Heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Yeah. Um, uh, David, the psalmist, says, search me, O God. Search me and know my thoughts. Yeah. See if there's any wickedness in me and lead me in the way everlasting. I mean, he's not even comfortable with his own searching. He wants God to search him mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. so that he can be led in that way. Yeah, that's really good. Well, but been- I, I think as you walk in grace, you realize more and more um, what's in your heart. Um, I think it, when I first became a Christian, I was raising a, a good home, a Christian home, and in the church, and you kind of come to the realization, well, <clears throat> I don't really have that much to be repentant of. That's I your mean, story. I'm a, good, I'm a good kid. I'm a good kid. I'm a good person, yes. Yeah. But the older I get, the more I realize what's inside. Mm-hmm. I, I see the ugliness of my heart more and more as I continue to walk in grace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see more of the, the, the sin and the filth and the... the just the junk in my heart, uh, more today than I did when I first trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ. I think this is a temptation for, well, I'll say for myself, as as I prepare for the sermon on a weekly basis, am I going up to that pulpit for the kingdom of me, of Josh, or am I going up to that pulpit for the kingdom of Christ, that his, my, his yeah. name might be known, that his mm-hmm. honor might be displayed? Mm-hmm. That slang He must of increase, self. I must decrease. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We've been looking at signs of true conversion. Our hope is to make this greatest miracle that can you could possibly undergo more clear. Uh, we're, we're called to examine our own hearts to see if this has really happened to us. And so we've been looking at two signs so far. Tomorrow we're going to continue with sign three of what true conversion looks like. We hope that you will join us. If you want to get caught up on any of our past broadcasts, just go to reformationvoice.com. We'll see you next time. 